acknowledge what happened uh, to this small community of blacks uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Joe, I'm going to let you start out with what you have found in your research about Black Wall Street. Well, Black Wall Street happened in June of 1921. And I think they called it the Greenleaf District. It was the green, I thought it was the Greenwood District. Greenwood District? Greenwood, yeah. Well, it was a part of of Oklahoma because after slavery ended, they migrated there. But, okay, slavery ended, but civil rights weren't in effect yet. Exactly. So they were forced to live in certain parts of town. And, of course, they weren't allowed in stores and stuff, so they ended up starting... Well, what set the whole area all into Black Wall Street, what it, what, what it had became was one grocery store. So somebody opened a grocery store, and from there, each person took their neighbor, their brother, their cousin, their friend, and helped them build their business. Perfect. So this That's area turned into, I mean, they ended up having a hotel with a grand piano, a chandelier ceiling. I mean, they had doctors, dentists, they had everything. They had a movie theater. They had everything and anything. And then they also had a dirty part of town where there was prostitutes and drug dealers and everything. So they had the good, the bad, the ugly, but they had everything that every city today has in this one area because they were forced to do things for each other. To be self-sufficient. And and to be self-sufficient. So they built this town. And um, how long, I can't remember how long... The town actually, it was years. It was quite a few years. I mean, you don't just build something like that overnight. So from start from the grocery store to like the, the actual day that, it, that it was burned down. I'm not sure that I'm not um, time either. frame. Cause again, it's another story that you have really hard time. Unless we read books, we're not, there are books on a lot of this stuff, but I mean, we don't read the whole, we don't read a book. Right. So I don't know that how long it was. I just know that, you know, they migrated this area. They built this, like, amazing, from what I've read, this amazing town. And so it stopped. Do you want me to get into the story of how it stopped? Like, the the demise of Black Wall Street? You want to go there already? I mean, you can. It started with a black teenager named Dick Rowland. He got on it. He was in the Drexel building. He was, I think he shined shoes. He did. So he, there was a, a, a white elevator attendant named Sarah Page. And no one, of course, knows what happened, but he walks into the elevator. Right. And then she comes out of the elevator screaming. screaming. And, and later she did deny. She denied rape allegations. She denied that he raped her or anything, but she came out screaming, whatever it is. Basically, it sounds like he may have just touched her. That's what it sounds like. Right. In reading. It sounds like he just touched her. And in those days, this little white girl screamed, made a big old commotion, which led to his arrest. Yes. So he was arrested. And since there was there was there was some other um, incidences of other black men getting arrested and being harmed at the jail, 
or being lynched by some like, you know, you know, like white supremacist groups back then, I guess the KKK. Yes. So these men went down to the prison to protect him just to make sure that when he was going to be in holding, that he was protected. And that set off an argument between white guys and and the black mm -hmm. guy. I think someone shot a gun off like a warning shot. But then the white one white guy got shot. He didn't. It doesn't say whether he died. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't hear. I didn't read from what I read. It didn't sound like a black guy shot at a white guy. It sounded like they did a warning shot. Yes. I didn't know anyone was shot. I think in a video on CNN that I watched, it said that a white guy was actually shot. And then that culminated into what it what happened, what happened. So so what happened was then they ran back to this area, Black Wall Street, and it it was across tracks. So they tried. So but what happened was all these white people gathered and the white people didn't just have town folks. I mean, they had police. Yeah, they had helicopters. Nitroglycerin bombs were dropped. They were driving through the town with machine guns loaded yes. on the back of trucks. Yes. So, I mean, the black people didn't have a chance. They so, tried. They tried to protect the they tried to protect protect the entrance at the railroad tracks, but I mean, they didn't have a chance because there were 5,000 armed whites mm. going in to destroy the Greenwood, you know, area which hence Black Wall Street. So, in what I found is that the attack destroyed about 1,300 houses with another 215 being looted. According to American Red Cross, this left 9,000 black Tulsans homeless. Um, In watching the CNN video, there's a 96 or 97-year-old lady there who said, um, you know, they were just told to run, run, run as fast as they could. Yeah, there were some people, white people picking people picking black people up on trucks and wagons and taking them to safe areas. And to add insult to injury, so after they burned the town down, to add insult to injury, they had to get green, like, well, I don't know if you want to call them but, green cards, but, but little what they cards. Yeah. Yeah, little cards to say that they were spoken for by a white person oh, to be in, to be put up in, like, shelters and tents. Some of them stayed on the land that they had and lived in tents on the foundation of where their homes burnt down and they ended up di- they did rebuild black wall street but it never it became, never became what it once was because then the city made these ordinances to make it almost financially impossible for them to rebuild they had to use like fireproof like building material like the like the ordinances became so stringent that they couldn't even afford to rebuild they made it almost impossible, impossible. for them not to mention that every insurance claim that was filed by, you know, business owners, homeowners in this Greenwood area, which was equal total twenty seven two point seven million dollars, every insurance claim was denied. Yep. None of they they got no reimbursement. No for reimbursement, anything. no money. I mean, and all of this started let, let's can we just go back? Sure. All of this started because a black boy Dick was given permission. He was actually given permission to go into the Drexel building and get a drink of water and use the restroom, got onto the elevator with this white teenager. And this seems to be the running theme back then is that, you know, a black man 
touched a white woman or spoke to a white woman and that was against the rules. And then they get lynched. You know, the white mm-hmm. angry mob comes and lynches you, you nigger, don't touch, you know, you're not, you have human, whatever, like it's sickening. But Sarah came forward and the charges were dropped against right. Dick. He, she but came, all I of think this, she probably felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> all of this destruction, all of, all of the lives lost, there's not an accurate count, but what did they say? Like 300 people, they claim. May- so I think it may be more. Than yeah, that. because if 9,000 people were homeless, 300 people dying, it kind of doesn't. I mean, make if you're sense. running through a town with machine guns and dropping bombs, and then there's not to mention the, just the people running up in houses, more people. I mean, I just. Men, women, children. I mean, how dying. many people live in this subdivision? Think about it. How many people probably live in this subdivision? I have no I idea. I mean, you have one way out of here. Yes. Yes. So I mean, imagine if five truckloads of gun-toting crazy folk come to through here, start running up in these houses with, with machine guns and guns. I mean, nine times out of ten, 90, 90% of us are going to be dead. Right. Not to mention setting the houses on fire. Right, looting. So, yeah, this was more than just shooting. This was like throwing firebombs through your front windows, guns, I- machine guns, bombs being dropped from the flipping sky. Just because, I mean, let's kind of, I, I, I really, oh, this, this, this really, you know, oh, it messes with my psyche. My husband says all the time, you guys need to talk about other things from the black Which and white we're perspective. Going to, yeah, because this gets heavy. It does. Because I just can't fathom that you hate some person so much that you would be willing to kill them. It, and destroy everything. You know, I there was a comment or a quote made in the CNN video that a white person said, how dare those Negroes have a grand piano in their mm-hmm. house and I don't have one in mine. Yeah, they were like, jealous. Like, you jealous fuckers. What the fuck? The, I'm sorry. The, the frustrating thing is oh. that they were forced to do this, so they go and mind their business and yes. do and build their little empires within the community that they were forced to have. They were forced to live there. And then, and then so white when they people, go and mind their business, the white people, and, and I guess the time at this time, it wasn't just during this time in the world, there was a lot of racial tension. Well, of so course. So it was getting worse and worse and worse. So this, it, it just sadly imploded on this small town. Yeah, but area. I also read that um, in doing the research, what did I read? Something about. A summer of death. I'm trying to find what I wrote down because there was, okay, do you have your page 16? It mentions something about, you know, racial, racial tensions across the country and um, something about the summer of death. Anyway, there was a bunch of white people a bunch of riots and tackling Greenwood destroyed 12, 1,256 mm. houses. Mm-mm. Okay. So page and saw the looting of another 215, leaving 9,000 black Tolsons homeless. Yeah. I, that I All already the businesses were gone. And, and on this article, it says only 39 deaths were recorded. 26 black, 13 white, but there's also, um, fatality estimates going from hundred to 300. So it's really hard to say. And we'll never know because the the town never took this 
massacre as a massacre as what it yeah, was. So they, they 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 filed it as a race riot. Right. So no one was ever able to get any type of restitution or any type of justice from this because the white people said, oh, no, you know, this was considered a riot. So there's nothing that can be done. It's just. It was just another. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Um, There was a brewing resentment among whites about blacks being self-sufficient and becoming wealthy. This culminated into the red summer of 1919, a series of at least 25 race riots across the country claimed hundreds of black lives. So let's fast forward to our present day. So there isn't so much of the killing. I mean, Dare I mention the cops again and what they're doing in yeah, the black that, community? But there's not a lot of because now, white men right now, the 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 racism is institutionalized, and so you know, it's insidious, it's subliminal, it's not, it's just it's not, not in your face, right? It's not blatant. So black people don't make as much money as white people, and then and then there goes in that goes into the well male males make more than females and it's just all so inhumane and i don't understand how a white person can just be okay with that knowing the history like you have to know in order to get to where you're trying to get you have to know where you come from you have to understand like you can't shove that shit under the rug well i think white people are used to being it's being shoved under the rug and i don't know that white people know the the this shit should be in history books in school this should be they taught. just recently did pass this law in that area that they are being taught that in schools now good in oklahoma because fucking white and people need to be they're working for on this. they're working on whether it, it was your grandmama or granddaddy I mean, or great grandmama or great granddaddy right. history then yeah they should definitely teach this kind of history i mean Sexual orientation it does not matter in schools, in elementary schools, in my opinion. That's for the upside so down. <laughs> why can't they teach? But they don't want to teach Black Wall Street. They don't want to do a show on Black Wall Street. They don't want to teach any history in which it makes white people look bad. murderous. Yeah. Or like terrorists. But that's what it is. This was a massacre. Yes. Yes. This was not a riot. And what makes it okay? What makes that okay? Well, you'd have to look at the powers that be, white men. They're never going to take responsibility for any of this, ever. I do. Let me tell you a word that I despise. Evil. I don't know what it is about that word, but I don't like it at all. I don't like what it means. But like you said, there's an insidiousness behind. There's an evil in there somewhere. And where does that come from? The devil. Long pause because you know how I feel I about God. No, and the but devil, I mean, but the, <laughs> I I just don't get it. Well, if you believe in good, you got to believe in evil. If you believe in God, you got to almost believe there's a devil. But why? Because we've been taught because, that. Uh, well, because I mean, if there's up, there's down. It's physics. There, it's law of attraction. It, it, it true, but what to what degree of the down? It's like if you look into well, the animal kingdom, nothing, there is no insidiousness. In the animal kingdom, in animals in the wild, there's a hierarchy, yes, but they kill 
to be protected. Yeah, the food chain. It's like or instinctual. To eat. Yes, they're not just... Uh, Mr. Lion is not right. going to hunt down Mr. You like, know. my dog is not going out and saying, I hate white dogs. Exactly. And I'm just going to go and find so every white dog. And so we call ourselves and- the supreme... Of, you know, we're humans are the end all be all yet animals get the shit and we don't. Well, again, (laughs) this is what I'm saying. It started in the beginning of America. So it was engraved in us. This is history. And it's still the powers that be have never changed. So until the powers of be change, their mindsets are just die. And croak and we get some younger ones in there. Is it ever going to change? I don't know. I, I I I try to be positive, you know, but when you really think about it and you see and we're read what we're seeing and it's never I mean, it's it's I don't know. Yeah. I think we can start low. I mean, I think we can change we can change. Conversation changes things. And I think what? I think people are trying to be better. Not you know, just conversation, but, though, because we can talk all it's it's listening. It's the act of co- effective communication and effective listening. You have to listen. So if I'm talking and you're talking and you get mad at what I say and you start talking louder because you're trying to make your prove your point and then I get louder be no there's nothing well, in that. There, well, the problem no, is a no lot of people there. are sitting there waiting to respond rather than waiting and actually listening to you what you're saying. Right, because they have a rebuttal. Oh, but I got to get my say in. Right, right. So this right. happened on Twitter. Uh, on the Rowan Joe show page, there was a tweet about a video in which. It's about the guy that quoted Wikipedia. Yeah. I don't know if it's a male or female, but someone said something about Margaret Sanger, which we keep, she keeps coming up Mm -hmm. to us. You know, and it was two Fox News people. It may have been Tucker Tucker Carlson. (laughs) They were talking about how Planned Parenthood has killed more black people than the KKK. And then I mentioned something as the Rowan Joe show. I said, but the intent of Planned Parenthood was, you know. To do just that. Yeah, racial genocide. Oh, but. How dare you say that? Someone says to me and Margaret Sanger. You know why? Because Google Margaret Sanger. Here I am interrupting, talking about listening. (laughs) But But they have her as a flipping American hero. Right. Well, Martin Luther King wouldn't have had a conversation with her. And I said, you know what? It's complicated. In all of the articles that speak about Margaret Sanger, it's complicated. It's like she's good and she's bad. And I said to this person, I'm not going to argue this point with you because I've read what I've read and Wikipedia is not a reliable source. You cannot in a graduate school, in a bachelor's program, you cannot cite Wikipedia in high school as a reliable source because you and I can go in and change the facts on Wikipedia. So bitch bye with right. your wikipedia reference. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Get your tweets together. Get your shit together. But I'm not going to argue with you about this, dude. So I blocked him. I love the block, but I will block your ass in a goddamn minute. Because I'm not going to argue about race and what I know as a black woman and what I see in my everyday life or what I've experienced. I couldn't figure out if that person was even black or white. I don't. It seems like they may have been Hispanic or. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Anyway. Right. 
But back to Black Wall Street, it was never, no one, of course, was ever got any kind of, no one got in trouble. No, yeah, no, there's there's never any responsibility. Exactly, no accountability. They, they don't get, there's no accountability, no responsibility. Therefore, black people are always just left standing with a mess to clean up that were caused by racist white people. And then they're just like, oh, well. And then the history goes on. It's whitewashed. It's swept under the rug. So the next generation don't even know the severity of it. Right. So how can they even do better when they don't even know what bad was done? Just like you say, you you got you can't grow unless you know where you came from. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the same with white people. If If they don't know how ugly our history is and how ugly we have treated people of color... They don't know there's any no, nothing new to be done because they don't know any better because it's been whitewashed and it's still being whitewashed. So question for you. So, I mean, how does that make you feel as a white person? I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, it is embarrassing. It's 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 heartbreaking and embarrassing. But I mean, I just know that I maybe that's why I like to talk about it. Maybe that's why I like to maybe that's why I like to pay attention and do better so I at least can say, you know, I wasn't blind to it. I mean, I can't take responsibility for right, anything right. No, because no. I personally didn't do anything. But what I can try to do is at least admit it and, right. and, and try to understand it and try to learn from it. And recognize. And, you know, if ever given the opportunity, you know, I don't want to be a white savior, but if ever given the opportunity. <laughs> Why not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, people don't like that. I don't want to insult. You know, I just, I want to be. Most black people just want white people to get it. Like say, yes. hey, you know what? We ain't shit a lot. Like our ancestors may have not been shit. Our history ain't shit. And but the and the world still ain't shit. But maybe if we just admit it and move forward and, and try to better. move forward and right. try to do better and try to act appropriately and not just be so ignorant and um, passe about it. Yes. Just pa- being passe about it is not getting anywhere, anybody anywhere. And I mean, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, yeah, it's just embarrassing. I was watching um, Oprah Winfrey this morning because I get my soul food from Super Soul Sunday or, you know, her book club. And she had a gentleman on by the name of Anthony. Is it Anthony Ray Hinton? Mm-hmm. So he spent 30 years on death row for a crime that he didn't commit, a black man, sentenced as a teenager, uh, killing a white officer. This story is so sad. He has a book. The book is called The Sun Does Shine, How I Found Life and Freedom on Death Row. So, guys, if you're into that type of thing, pick up his book, you know, read it, because I feel like I'm going to. But he said something. He said, if we can teach people to hate, we should be able to teach them to love. And that stirred my soul because, you know, it goes back to what I said about as a parent, how can you love your children yet teach them to hate someone else? To me, that is the greatest hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. I love you. But you see that black person over there, you hate them. They aren't shit. That, that, that's a contradiction. And what does that do to a child? Oh, my mom loves me, but she tells me to hate this person. 
But you'll save a motherfucking cat. You'll save a goddamn <laughs> dog. But let it be a black person. I don't get it. I right. don't get it. But anyway. And we never will. We'll never understand this history, these stories. We'll never understand them. Nobody could. How could you? You would have to be just like them to understand. Yeah. Like, how can anyone understand the DAs that do the do this to these people? Uh, just to get elected? Just to get reelected? You are willing to send innocent men to jail. You are willing to just withheld evidence, take these false confessions, just, just ruin lives and ruin families just to get win an election. Yeah, sad. Really sad and inhumane. I can't, that, that word keeps coming to mind because it's just inhumane. Right. I just can't fathom it, but it, it's happened. So you have to ingest it and, you know, shit, take it for what it is. Right. Man, oh man. So are we wrapping on this? You guys, you know, do your own research about Black Wall Street should you want to know. Um, mm-hmm. We hope that, is it Oprah Winfrey? John Legend and Oprah Winfrey, they are, they do have some work, like conversation in the making. I know that some other people have done some, they got some okays from production companies, but they, they keep getting shut down like, one will say yes, and then they'll get bought out by another person, mm. and then that person will shut it down, shut the project down. So they are having some troubles. And I think they're having trouble finding even victims of the Tulsa of Black Wall Street, right. the ones that are still surviving. They yeah, don't like to happened. talk about and it. And it happened 100 years ago. So now, Yeah, and then their, their, their kids and their grandkids, a lot of them didn't even know that this went on because they didn't want to relive the trauma. You right. know, and I'm, I'm one of them. I'm one of those kind of people that when I suffered trauma, I don't talk about it. So a lot of people, when you go through things, some people don't, some people want to just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Right, and some people right. don't talk about it. So, you know, they didn't pass the stories on to their grandkids and they probably just, they probably didn't want to keep reliving the hate and have their kids, right? you know? And so a lot of their kids are involved in these projects because they want people to know that that their ancestors weren't just slaves, that they were actual entrepreneurs, business owners, dentists, doctors. They weren't just black people victims of slavery and they caused a riot. Like they want people to know that they were actually stand-up citizens, creating wealth for themselves, you know, creating community that that was actually successfully done and it was destroyed. Ooh. I guess this leads me to my big picture thought, and I didn't know if I was going to have one, but I tweeted it. So my big picture thought for this week is simple. Don't be scared. I mean, fear is such a regressive uh, emotion. It hinders you from living. So whatever it is, you know, when you're looking at the big picture of your life and what you're going through with your family, you know, I used to be afraid of death and dying. And then life has a way of, you know, making you confront your fear. So Mm -hmm. I watched my son take his last breath. That is a confrontation of death. That's my biggest fear. And so now, you know, it's like, okay. So what is it now? My son used to always say to me, mom, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it, period. And I 
often think about that. You know, a lot of Mm -hmm. people say, you know, there's a second coming of the Lord. But, you know, people who are dying, they always leave messages behind for their loved ones. And I have yet to run across a message from my son or in reading stories of people who have passed on and the notes that they've left. They never talk about a second coming, but they do give instructions on how us as the living should continue to live and do good by others. So in that is my big picture thoughts. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Live your life. Do you, you know, whatever that means. Don't be afraid of what someone's going to say. Don't be afraid of what someone's going to think. Don't be afraid of what you, what you fear the outcome may be. Just take the steps. Don't be scared. 